check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome to Red Storm Chasers. I'm Vincent, here with Craig and Nick. On this episode, we'll take a look back at the big Butler and Yukon wins, and we'll look ahead to the Villanova matchup. Guys, how's it going? It's good. Life is good. It was a great week for St. John's basketball, which makes everything better. The Giants also won a playoff game, so it's a great week for me. Yeah, really nothing for you to complain about there. What a Sunday. Nick, how was your weekend? We spent the weekend together in Vermont, so I know how most of your weekend went, but let the uh, let the people know, I guess. Yeah, it was good. I snowboard, so, uh, you know, Vermont snowboarding is fun. It's, uh, I guess, the best on the East Coast. Um, it was very icy, but it was uh, it was good. I watched the Chargers lose in epic fashion, which was... That was fun. That was a tough one. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just happy that St. John's won the next day because it made me a lot happier. At least it had something to lift your spirits because that was a rough one for you. I, you know, obviously I was there with you, rooting for you, yeah. uh, and it, it, that was a tough turnaround there. Um, yeah. But a brutal loss, like uh, just a bone, not the stomping, bone crushing. Just it was horrible. A, br- you could a feel brutal, a brutal loss. You could really feel it coming, though. I mean, we 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 didn't do anything at all in the second half. I mean, offensively or defensively. And it just, like, especially in the turn of, like, the third to fourth quarter, they had the, I think, the, I mean, we got stopped on, I think, every almost every possession. Yeah, the third quarter was where it, it really took a dark turn was, for yeah. the Chargers. I mean, the second quarter wasn't great, but at the end of the day, you were still ahead in halftime, right? That that touchdown at the end of the first half killed. That hurt. It was a killer. And then, yeah, then we missed a field goal. Yeah. I think that was in the third quarter. Actually, we missed the field goal. That was a that was a rough one. Not as bad kicking as the uh, as uh, what's his name Myers from <laughs> Dallas. Jeez, <laughs> talk about some bad kicking. It might be the worst kicking I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, he was the first time I saw this. The first time since 1932 that someone had missed four uh, extra points. NFL stats started in 1932, so it's likely that he had the worst kicking performance ever. That's <laughs> that's wild. That is not that's not that crazy. Is I, that's I mean just disastrous. Wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him kicking on a this weekend for sure. They committed to him actually. I, I heard Dak committed to him, him, but no, the 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 coach did. Oh, really? The coach did too. Oh yeah, wow. So we're gonna try to work with him rather than try to get another guy. It is kind of hard. You've only got a in week. The playoffs, right? Plus, in reality, risky. I mean, look, he had a he had a terrible, terrible week. But in reality, he's been a solid kicker all year long. He probably just had the yips one bit. Yeah. Like it just well, I, you, certainly you miss one right, and then all of a sudden it's in your head. Then you miss two, and then you're done. Like literally the whole rest of the game. <laughs> You're, you have to mentally, you're just if, out of it. If I'm bro. the Cowboys, I have to have another kicker on roster though and dressed because if he misses the first kick, you got to pull him because you're gonna miss five this more. One, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, you, you you can't. You can commit to him. That's fine, but you can't leave him as your only option. You got to light a fire under him a little bit too. We need to talk about the Giants for five seconds because. Yeah, great, great performance. Daniel Jones looked looked Daniel you know, Jones better looked, than he's looked. Look, Daniel Jones. I I personally will say I, I've been one of the biggest Daniel Jones detractors and haters since the beginning. I I don't think I didn't think he was very good, and to to my extraordinary happiness, he has proven me extraordinarily wrong this year. Um, he has been very good down the stretch. He and in the playoff game, he was he was spectacular. Um, so look, I'm I couldn't be more happy to be have been wrong on this one. But he just looks like he's a solid quarterback and, and going forward and they should definitely bring him back next year. And um he you know look, he's not gonna be Patrick Mahomes, let's be honest. But he's a solid quarterback and he make he can he can be dynamic and make some plays. So I'm very bullish on the on the Giants. Um, you know, it's funny, I was listening to uh 
I think it was the fan, maybe maybe an ESPN radio. They were talking about how both, not not the only, but twice this year for New York teams, they had a a big player, Daniel Jones and Aaron Judge, uh, in their contract year, and both of them showed up big time and are going to end up likely getting to get big payouts. I mean, Aaron Judge did get a big payout. It's likely Daniel Jones also get a big payout in a new contract. Uh, it's just funny how like it, it happened twice. Yeah. In literally to New York teams, you know what I mean? Like in one season. For sure. Kind of funny to see. Maybe the Jets get a guy who's uh, who just came off contract year too. Well, if the Jets, listen, <laughs> the Jets got to do something. Uh, I know Woody Johnson said he'll spend money on a quarterback. I'll believe that when he writes the check. But, you know, listen, Zach Wilson's not the answer. I've said that since before he was drafted. Uh, and yep. now you're you're in a bad place, and it's a place that, I think it's unfortunate because the rest of this team is great. Uh, they put together a great team, great defensive team. You got some real weapons. You get Brees Hall when he's back. Garrett Wilson's been great. Uh, but you need somebody at quarterback. And listen, Mike White has performed. And, you know, I, I'll I'll be the first person to say, let's get Mike White going. But he's not really the long-term solution. He's not a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson is. Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion, could be. Uh, so there's guys out there that you can make a move for, and if the Jets don't do that, then they're going to find themselves in the same exact place next year. So, anyway, enough NFL talk. Let's uh, keep them with the sports, though. My question for you guys this week is, what is your favorite sports video game of all time? Obviously, I know you know you both enjoy video games quite a bit, uh, certainly more than I do, uh, but because of that, I'll give you a little video game question, but also stick to sports because then I can actually answer the question as well. Not sure I can answer the, uh, what was your favorite video game? Well, I guess I could have stuck to sports myself, but uh, this way I get to talk about the games and I can actually know what I'm talking about. All right, Nick, what do you got? So I think I got to go with NBA Street Volume 2 specifically. Ooh, good one, good one. Off um, the heezy. Off the heezy. You got to right off the guy's head. Yeah, you got the double game breakers and soundtrack on the game is fire. Soundtrack, absolutely fire. Yes, great, great call there, Craig. That was, that's a great game. It's funny, I don't think I've ever played uh, NBA Street Volume 1. <laughs> no, I, we played Volume 2 way, way more. We, yeah, I don't think we had Volume I, they 1. They certainly perfected it in Volume 2. They did. Uh, they did. But I, I don't even remember playing Volume 1, to be honest. Yeah, the other Street games were too good. Like, NFL Street was NFL good. Street, they made great. A, they NFL made Street was fun. They made NFL a FIFA Street, Street in, like, 2007. Did they? Super, super interesting. I like FIFA. NFL too. Street was good. The first one was good, and then the second one was also good. They were both good. Yeah. It's funny, when you play in the place with the brick wall, you throw people off the brick wall. Even yeah. though it was out of bounds, you would still, like, play. Yeah. You, you got bounce. If he bounced back in, you'd it would count. That was fun. It was a good time. Craig, what do you got? I'm going to say the game that's still purchased today, even though it's at this point almost ten years old, NCAA football two thousand fourteen. Ooh. Just oh, yeah. just an instant classic. So, Mainly a- I think it's great. But I think it gets more cred because it's the last one. Well that's oh, I was gonna say because actually while that game is great because it's the last one and it's the way you can play it, and that game is great playing in Civic football and it's the, it's great. It's by but the way, the 06 uh, one though is actually the best one that had Reggie Bush in it. It had Matt Liner. Uh, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I had Brady Quinn, had Vince Young. Yeah, that was that's, a good one. That's the that's the that's one solid. that had um, Desmond Howard on the cover doing the right? Heisman post. Yeah. Doing the Heisman post. That, yeah, that that was definitely the best one. You're right. Uh, but 14 is good. And I, I do think you're right. It does get extra play because it's the last one. I can't wait for the new one to come out. Yeah, I'm uh, so the excited PS5, for the new one. So that's uh, part that of the reason why I'm going to buy a PS5. I'll give you a hot take. NCAA football, every version, better than Madden. 
Uh, <laughs> Madden 04 with Mike Vick on the cover is one of the greatest sports games of all time. Yeah, it's, it is, that's certainly the, the best the Madden. Me- the mechanics at the same time were, were they were similar, very similar. Well, well Madden changed the, Madden. the mechanics later on, which is why, where they started the mecha- to fall the Madden now is terrible. Let's be real. I, Madden now is absolutely a terrible game. So I, the reason I think NCAA is better is I just they they were ahead of everything. Like I don't know, I felt like the Madden games were all the same. Like the Ma- for for a long used- time in the middle, they were all the same. Whereas like the NCAA games actually like advanced in terms of the gameplay. Yeah. And remember, they used to have the mascot games where you would, everybody. Yeah, that was, that was fun. That was fun. Also doing the online dynasty with oh, your yeah. friends. Yeah, that, and then I mean, being we, able we to, played that a lot. That's we, great. We did, and you build, but then you build a recruiting. And the thing about NCAA games, as you go through the seasons, unlike Madden, or unlike any of the pro games, where as you keep going, against the user generated players, not as much fun because you don't have the guys you know. Yeah. In college, the college games, you're instead of getting, and back in the day, you'd get like QB one. You're sort of recruiting guys that you know their names, so actually it gets better as time right, goes on, not right. worse. And, and the other thing different. is, you you actually can you can create your own system, right? So if you want to follow, like I always ran a four two five defense, and I could recruit guys who were made for that style of play. So you could actually see what it would be like if you were a head coach and yeah. you were implementing this system in in a game. Obviously, a, a you know a fake game, but a game nonetheless. Just an all around great game. One of my favorite personal favorites of all that's, time. That's a good choice. I'm gonna go outside of. Yours two boxes a little bit, and I'm going to say backyard baseball. Wow! On the computer, classic. Pablo Sanchez. Pablo Sanchez, all time great. You're talking Keisha Phillips hitting home runs. Tony DeVecchio. Kenny Kawaguchi, great, incredible game. Keisha Phillips. I already said Keisha Phillips. He just doubled up. Nick loves Keisha Phillips. She's a heavy hitter. You kidding me? Four spot. Pete Wheeler with that speed. Pete Wheeler, you got to lead off with Pete Wheeler. Got to be your lead off hitter. Dante Robinson. Bunt it, gets on, and then you're good from there. Uh, Vicky Kawaguchi, Kenny's sister, too. She was a good bunter bunter and quick. Great game. On the computer, too, before, you know, that's, you know, not before PlayStation and things like that, but, you know, really a, a Different kind of game because you're playing it on the computer. Uh, plus, I think we just played that a lot, and you know, it, was, it brings back some good memories. It's great sitting around playing that game with everybody. Absolutely, you know, it's funny. Watermelon heads, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, wombats. What else? The team names were great. Oh, yeah, you, you customize the color. You had the pitching juice stuff. where like yeah. the straw wore down in terms yep. of how tired you were. Great. It was a great. Have you tried great. that? Have you played that game great. recently? Not recently, no. So it's funny. I played. I played on like an emulator recent emulator recently, and like. It go. It's so slow. Like you have to. There's, there's no way to speed up the time in between pitches and when they throw it back. And you have to go through like just watching them throw it back. You have to wait to select your pitch. You have to wait till they select. It's like a. It's a much slower game than than sports games now, which is. It's nice. I guess refreshing. I think it's sense. nice. I th- I think you know everything now is is fast, right? You got to play quick, but it was nice to sit there and. You know, you it took longer. It was older. It was older technology, right? It wasn't as fast. The computer wasn't as fast as uh animating these uh you know like playstation is now so. yeah i'm gonna, gonna give you one more, give you one more baseball game speaking of the baseball topic all right uh mvp baseball that ea sports made before oh, yeah. they lost the exclusive that's a good that's well, a good that was that was good one. they had the best pitching system they had the best uh, that was a great game they, the is game that, that the one oh no you know what you continue you there used to be the hitting mini game and there was the pitching mini game yep, it made your guys better in, in spring yeah. training and then the pitches the way the pitches came off the hand it, you could see the color. So instead of like yeah. now, you kind of have to just guess whether it's a curveball or whatever. Yeah, that was good. As they released pitch, I had a color and it would tell you. And so you could actually read the pitch as if you were a hitter, which was one of the most innovative. I don't know why they haven't implemented that anywhere else because I thought it was it's spectacular. Speaking of good mini games, uh, 
triple crown baseball. Triple play. Uh, sorry, triple play baseball, where you used to be able to play like you were like mini, and you were yes. playing, you were hitting home run yeah. derby oh, in your yeah. house. Nice. You used to have that yeah. on the PC. That was a good one. That was a good one. And then the bad. the I have to say the mini camps in Madden, uh, back yes. back oh, yeah. in the yes. in the O four in the O like four yeah. range. Uh, those were great. Great soundtrack again. Another another good soundtrack on that one. Soundtracks in game, especially sports games from like 2005 to 2000. Yeah, they were pretty good. Were pretty good. But but great great mini games there on the side too. You 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 got your Russian one. You got all of them. Uh, so it's a pretty good game. Honorable mention here: NHL. Uh, oh, yeah. just Even just today. a regular NHL game on the computer. The old one. I think was, NHL hits. Uh, no, no, any, no, 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 just regular a regular NHL, NHL game. You said like the Olympics, the EA. Yeah, exactly. The that, that's why it was so cool. You could do a tournament of the Olympics, and you were playing as national teams, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, they had it on Xbox and PlayStation too, but I, you know, I just was thinking about the computer game because I was in that mindset with backyard baseball. <laughs> yeah, even NHL now is one of the better, in my opinion, one of the better sports games. No talk about Nintendo sports games because they're all Mario and Whoa. interesting. Although we we sports very revolutionary. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, the Mario games are actually good. Yeah, like Mario Ma- tennis, no, Mario no, they are. I, I was just, I was Mario joking. Baseball, I was joking. Mario Super Strikers. Just funny Mario because they, Nintendo always gets like the third tier of video games. I feel like like PlayStation, Xbox, and everyone's like, oh, Nintendo. But sneaky, the Nintendo Switch and games like that are actually really exciting. And even their older stuff, like the GameCube and all that, they're kind of like in their own category. I always feel like yeah, with the Switch, it's more like I mean, they have their their franchise guys, right? They have Mario, they have Pokemon. That's their thing. They're not necessarily... I mean, you can buy sports games, and you can buy all that on the Switch. You can buy, like, Resident Evil. You can buy Call of Duty, Fortnite. You can play all that stuff on the Switch. Uh, I wouldn't entirely recommend it because it's, it's you know, it's not a good processing system and all that fun stuff, but you could still do it. They're, they're just catered to, you know, the younger crowd. Yeah, but and, anyway, they, 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 they still have a good product. Uh, oh, but very good. Good talk about the sports games. I still think backyard baseball is better than all of them. Anyway... Let's talk about an exciting week for St. John's basketball. We were due for an exciting week of St. John's basketball, and we didn't disappoint for the first time maybe all season. We didn't disappoint. <laughs> uh, before we get to the big game, a uh, bigger game, I should say, of the week, take a look back at the Butler-Bulldog matchup. 77-61 uh, to victory for St. John's. A good game all around. 53% from the field, 44% from three. 82% from the free throw line, exactly what you're looking for. Won the rebound battle, won the turnover battle. Let's talk about this starting lineup for a minute. Uh, it was it was Posh, Wusu, AJ Store, Omar Stanley, and Joel Soriano. Uh, I, I think this is a decent starting lineup. I Again, this is similar to what you and I had, Craig, when we talked about starting lineups a few, a few podcasts ago. Obviously, we didn't have Stanley in there. Uh, we had David Jones, but David Jones has been struggling. So I could see not having him in the starting lineup. What do you guys think about this lineup here? Well, Posh, Wusu, Store, Stanley, and Soriano. I like it. I like getting AJ Store minutes. Um, he's definitely deserved it. I mean, he's played a lot more in the last two games. Uh, he's one of the best shooters on our team. He's probably the best shooter on our team. Uh, I, I do I do like getting Omar Stanley in because it kind of creates a different look, especially at the beginning. It's seemingly it's, it's done so. He hasn't been playing a lot, though, even though he started. Uh, he only got, yeah. He, he, only, he got only got eleven, 11 minutes, minutes in, in this game. game. Yeah. So you know, it, it's nice to get a little punch at the beginning. So maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's a, a new style change. I think also to your point about AJ Store, who had really been a, a very key player in these last two games, with just the way he's playing, he's that deep threat that we need. 
which opens up the lane. Um, actually, one of the one of the guys who does the Rapid Reaction podcast, the St. John's Rapid Reaction podcast, he did a whole breakdown of videos, and if you go on Twitter, you can find it. It's it, he did a great job um, of showing how the impact of having store and having Pinzone on the court and how that drags people away and opens up the middle of the court, which we, we talked about uh, last week as well, how that, because you, they have to stay on the shooter. So that allows Joel Sarana to do better. Posh can drive better. Our guy, the guys that don't, that don't shoot well, but are better drivers. It allows I, them that yeah. open lane. It just, it diversifies our lineup to, and makes us more well-rounded. I think I, that's, and it, and it, I think it allows our guys to do what they're supposed to do. Right. Like, Posh is best when he's playing the point and he's be able to drive and he's able to, to dish and Soriano needs to just focus on down low and, and he's been doing a great job of it but by having guys like Store and Pinzone in the game who open up the court more it really allows other people to do their what they're supposed to do to a better extent because they're less guarded you know it, it creates more openings on defense and listen that's what happened against Butler that's why we were able to uh to come away with the victory. I mean, Soriano, another great game for him. 20 points, 10 rebounds. Store made the most of the minutes. 12 points, 4 of 7 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3. That's that shooting you're talking about. I, it, you know, we need to get A.J. Store as many minutes as we can. And and we've been moving in that that direction, which I think is a great direction for this team. Uh, Pinzone off the bench, 10 points. Curbelo off the bench, 11 points. Both good games. It, you know, what do you guys think made us the most successful or was the most successful thing we did in this Butler game? I think all around we had a great game. Uh, causing 22 turnovers is certainly something that we, we definitely look for. Uh, the 18 for us was a little bit higher than we would like. Um, but defensively, we, we had a we played pretty well. Um, and we, we thought it just played better. I, I mean, Joel Serrano was a monster. And, like, I, we just had a different feel. We, we, they felt very locked in. Very on task, and and really the intensity was there from the beginning, um, and it just stuck with it. And they just they just outplayed Butler. They're just frankly just oh, a better team. Yeah, we're we're just a better team than they are. I, I did you you kind of stole my my point a little bit. I was gonna say we got back to to kind of who we were in this game. Sixteen steals, uh, which created twenty two turnovers, is a number that like last year would have been really good for us. Sixteen steals. Um, like you said, 18 is a little high for our turnovers, but at the end of the day, when you're in a game like that with this team, we're in a good place, right? If we're going to get 22 turnovers, most likely at the end of the day, we're going to be in the place we need to be to be able to come away with the victory. Nick, what do you think we did most that gave us the most success in this game? So honestly, I would just, I would like, to, we just played a complete game. Um, we got up in the first half. We went, I mean, we, we dominated. Uh, Soriano shot almost perfect from the field in the first half. I think he only missed one shot. And then we went into half up 10. And then, you know, we were up the whole time. We we didn't, I mean, we, we never make any adjustments. So we didn't make any adjustments, but it was fine because we were just playing better than them. We were, you know, we we had A.J. Storr playing a lot more. We had Pinzone opening the floor. Soriano, they were doing a, a pretty solid job at containing him, but he was just getting it. You know, he was just shooting over the top of them, still making it. It was uh, it was a very well-rounded game, and everybody just kind of, to your point, Vincent, played their game and, and did it to the best extent. Yeah, I mean, it it certainly felt good to get back. I mean, it's a game we had to have, right? We came into yes. that game, and, and lose the it, was, it was a dark and stormy night, and it was like, we got to get this win, and we did, right? We pulled it out. We did what we needed to do, um, which 
is something St. John's teams in the past have not done. But if this team is able to do what it needs to do when it needs to do it, I think we could be in for a brighter second half here uh, than we originally thought after the bad start to Biggie's play. And we need to talk about part of the reason, part of the the reason why there was the lineup change, is Montez Mathis going out with the toe injury. Right, and that's you know I look we're a better team with Montez Mathis playing, but from this week we've seen maybe we're a better team with Montez Mathis not necessarily in the starting lineup, having store in the lineup. But having Mont- Mathis play at a different role than he's been playing currently, yeah, um, we, and we hope we hope Mathis gets better soon. Hope his toe is better because he's a great defender. His three point shot, he's the second best three point shooter on the team. Um, so he definitely adds a lot of value. It's not about him not adding value. It's just right. about the mix of players. And, and yeah, you, having, you never know how an injury is going to impact you. And, correct. And you know, listen, it's you always want everybody back because you want all the options. But uh, when you react positively to to missing a guy, the hope is that. It, what it does is it creates a nice atmosphere so when he comes back, he's able to be an addition to a now team that's in a, in a better place. Correct. It's always and good. look, it gives an opportunity for younger guys. And that's where Store yeah. and Pizzone have really taken advantage of that opportunity. They've shown what they can do. And but they've earned it. A I little, mean, They've earned it. A little competition within the team is great. People fighting for minutes, that's that's where you get the best product, right? Iron sharpens iron. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, you know, not that we we don't want anyone, not that we want anyone on the team to not succeed. We we want them all to succeed. We want them all to do great. Um, but you know, if if you're getting guys different opportunities, and all of a sudden somebody else is stepping up, it's time to give them some minutes and and let them get in the action. All right, moving on to the big victory of the week, eighty five seventy four, in Hartford, Connecticut, a win against the number six in the nation, UConn Huskies. Listen, I said it last week. I said we can go in there and we can get a win. We absolutely can. We have the pieces. And I said, I drank the Kool-Aid. I said, I think we would. You did. And you all you all said I was wrong. All of you looked at me and you're like, nah, come on. That's too much. Too much. Looks like I was right. <laughs> it looks too much. We looks good to me. We said, we said we hoped you were right. but we Well, I know you hoped I was right. But you guys doubted. Although I'm going to tell you, you doubted, and it, we were incorrect because we, I have to say, we dominated this game. We did dominate. We there. Listen, I know we were all nervous because we're St. John's fans, and no lead is big enough. Okay, I was sweating it out when we were up 15 with a minute to go. <laughs> I was sweating it out all game. However, if you looked at this game and you were not a St. John's fan who is always nervous, you would say, "Wow, they pretty much handled them from start to finish." Yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, it was tied at half. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes. But we were in. I mean, the, we were punch for punch with them throughout the entirety of the game. And, Cor- and yeah, we dominated the second half. We, we particularly we, the second we, half. We dominated yeah, them strongly in the second half. Maybe I was weighing too much on the second half. All right, before we get into really numbers and stuff like that, wh- I want one highlight of the game for you guys. It doesn't have to be a play, but a highlight of a stat or a play or something that happened in the game that you, that you think uh, was kind of a key to victory. So one thing before I get into that highlight is I want to say that my early season prediction, I said we would beat UConn twice. There you now, go. Craig. I was afraid of it last week because I was, you know, I was in my feelings about how we've been playing. But my original hot take of the thing was two, two UConn wins, so we're still on track. Still have one more to go, but one more track. Anyway, my highlight of the game though uh, is Joel Soriano. I mean, him. You just can't say enough about Joel Soriano. I mean, captain of our team. 
Uh, he went up against the supposed best big man in the conference, but you can't go against the best big man in the conference when you are the best big man in the conference because Joel Soriano is the best big man in the conference. Uh, Sinogo is not clearly because Joel Soriano outplayed him. He outplayed him 100%. at UConn. He just do- he, you know, he dominated him. 19 and 13, you just you can't beat that, and he was clutch from the line. Uh, he, he was, you know, he just he, he's a force that we haven't had at St. John's in a long time, and um, he's just fun to watch, man. You just when you just get see him get to work, and he's just he, I I'm glad he's starting to get some of the national recognition that he so well deserves because he's honestly one of the best. He's one of the best college players in the country. I mean, he's just uh, dominating I mean, it, a high lead. Double-double machine. I mean, the guy has the most double-doubles. He's one of the leading rebounders in the country. The guy is just, he deserves, he's worked so hard for this, and he just deserves all the praise and attention that he's getting. He does. And and that see, that kind of goes back to why I felt like we handled them. He did such a good job on Sonogo, particularly in the first half, to really limit him to where yes. he, he was a non-factor. Yeah. He was in, in yeah. the first half, he was pretty much a non-factor, yeah. which... You know he's Sonogo is a guy who who plays very well. He's a good player. He's a guy who can get in, get it, get out to a quick start and create problems for the opposing team. Soriano didn't let that happen, uh, which is why the whole game I felt like we were in a great position because we were holding him at bay. Uh, yeah. Nick, who do, who was your highlight from this game? I think my highlight of the game was AJ Store. Um, I guess AJ Store and Pinzone kind of. I mean AJ Store got the start again, which I love to see. Um, even though, okay, so him, Pins, I mean, AJ Store went one from four from the three, and Pinzone went one from three from the three, but they were, so that makes me, they, they together shot seven threes. We only shot 13 threes in the game. So, and they made the only two. And they made the, yeah, <laughs> they made the only two of the fair, game. Fair, fair. For the record, we only shot 15.4% from three, so we didn't have a great three-point shooting day. Amazing that we still won by as much as we did. Yeah, yeah for sure. But even just having AJ Store and Pinzone out there taking shots, being confident about taking shots, I feel like it, as we talked about in the Butler game even, it opened up the floor more. They had to worry, even just slightly. Even they had to, because a lot of times I feel like, you know, Posh is on the three-point line. The opposing point guard kind of gives them a quick look like, okay, he may take a shot, but I'm not too confident he's going to make it. When they're uh, when they take a shot, I feel like the defenders a lot. He has to close out on him a lot closer, and he has to actually play him like he's going to shoot this every time if I leave him open because he will make it. Yeah, seemingly so. That's fair. That, that that's a great point, and I think AJ Store is a great person to highlight in this game. He, I mean, we talked about how he's been getting better every game, and he's getting more minutes, and he's making the most of it. Fourteen points again. You know, he he every time he steps on the court, seemingly. Uh, and he gets an opportunity, he makes the most of it. You can say the same about Pinzone, too. 12 points, 3 rebounds. Decent day for him. Yeah, and also, A.J. Store, uh, he shoots, as you were talking about, Nick, he shoots 45% from three-point land. You know, he doesn't have enough attempts, but if you look at the league leaders in all of college basketball, that put him in the top 15 shoot three-point shooters in the country. Nice. Now, if he gets more, if he increases attempts, it may change. But as of right now, like he's shooting at a great, great clip, and it just it, it changes the dynamic of our team. That's a good call and a good good highlight. Absolutely. There. Also, wait, I do want to say, I a- after this this UConn game, when AJ Store went up to the line, he looked cool as a cucumber, and he he I mean he went three from four from the free throw line. It was I, I trust him a lot when it comes down down the pike. He's getting that confidence. Oh, good shooters can always shoot free throws, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, Ray Allen, great three point shooter, great free throw shooter. That's how it works. You like that little jab there at the UConn fans? Come on, <laughs> come on, guys. Jeez. <laughs> I have to tell you the jokes. They All left right. the arena so they couldn't hear it. Uh, the oh. uh, highlight I want to do, or I wanted to point out, is Posh Alexander. Uh, you know, listen, he's 
he's struggled a bit at times this year. Uh, and this was not a game where that happened. Uh, 14 points, three rebounds, two steals, two assists, but it felt like normal posh. You could see him on the court. He was super active, diving for the balls. You, he kind of like it was a big game, right? And it felt like he came for the big game, like he always does. Uh, and he just watching him play scrappy out there. It was great to see him back in kind of posh Alexander form, uh, which he's certainly working his way to get back into. It happened, you know, last in Butler too. Uh, but he certainly, I feel, he struggled a bit there in the middle of the season, but I, I could see him coming on strong again now, starting, you know, with these two games here. Yeah, I think Posh, has, like you said, he's, he's really hit a little lower in the middle, but he's back to being Posh. And I think part of that has to do with him and Curbelo not playing as much on the same court at the same time. Allowing them each to run their offense at different times allows them to really excel in what they excel at. We talked about that last week. And I think it, it it in the UConn game, it shows. I mean, when they're separate on the court, they can run the offense the way they run it. They can be more effective. Uh, and look, they play together sometimes, and, and they should play together sometimes. I'm not saying they shouldn't play together at all. But I think they should. There are it, There's a, certainly a benefit to having them separate on the court because of the shooting aspect, and then they, it just diversifies the team. I think that's really what it comes down to. But Posh Alexander has been playing great, and we need him to continue to keep doing what he's doing, and, it, and it'll you know, we'll stay on the on the winning track. Yeah, absolutely. Posh was playing real physical. I mean, our whole guys were playing, all of our guys were playing really physical in this game. They, you know, they were going after balls, 50-50 balls. We won most of the 50-50 balls because we just, we seemingly just wanted it more than UConn, honestly. Not a bad point. Certainly gave it our all. Um, let's run through some of the numbers here. 52% from the field, great shooting day. 15% from three, not a great shooting day there. Uh, 62% from the free throw line, which was painful to watch. Uh, 62% pretty low. Ton of free throws in this game. Ton of fouls. A lot of opportunity. Uh, a lot of technical fouls, A lot too. of technical. People getting ejected. It was I don't, craziest ejections at the end of the game. Just kind of nonsensical. Was, with like five, it, Well, my guess is they, they, they kicked him out because it was the end of the game. They just wanted him off the court. They just didn't want you know, to deal they, with They just it. didn't want to deal with it being an issue, which is wrong. I'm not, I'm not agreeing with them, but I'm just saying that's, that's why I think the ejections occurred. Uh, but really a wildly ref game. I mean, it was like, what, 64 free throws combined or something, yeah. something like that? Yeah, 64. Just nuts. Um, out-rebounded them 40-31 to 31 points at you, Soriano, for handling Sonogo there. Uh, turnovers, too. 21 turnovers for, for UConn. Only 10 for St. John's. That's the kind of performance we, we need. I mean, at Butler, we did the turno- their turnovers. We were similar in terms of 22 and 21 here against UConn. But the big number is the gap. Yeah, having only ten turnovers on our end and playing within ourselves and really, you know, taking care of the basketball, that gap is a huge factor in why we won this game so handily. For sure, I, the only thing, and I'm not not don't really want to get negative here, but just two kind of disappointing points. Uh, one more so than the other. First of all, you got to talk about uh, Jordan Hawkins for them. He scored 31 yes. points, five rebounds. He started off so hot, it looked like we were in danger. Yeah, like he yep. banged two threes right away. He was on fire. He really lit us up. We yeah. played tough. We we played bad defense against him in particular. He had 24 points in the first half. Yeah, yeah no, I, he, I think he had we we did a good job in the, 15. Yeah, we points, did a really good job in the like second that. half on him, but yeah. that first half was awful, and it looked it started off scary. You know what the switch was, right? They put Posh on him. In the second half, what happened was we made a switch. So he was being he was I think probably I don't remember who was guarding him earlier. It might have been Store, um, but they made but Anderson made the switch to uh, Kota Posh. 
on Hawkins, and every once they put Potch on him, he locked him down. And it worked out perfectly because in the second half he he really played so well. The other thing I wanted to mention, uh, and it's more disappointing than than negative, uh, David Jones continued to struggle. Only two points in this game, one of five from the field. He's it's funny as Posh Alexander has seemingly kind of corrected himself. David Jones had in the other direction. He had a good start to the year, uh, but he's really struggled as of late. I don't. I'm not sure what's happened, but he he. I think he may just need a confidence boost because it, it's it's been a struggle for him. Yeah, I wonder if I mean maybe you know he hasn't been doing well. Maybe him coming out of the starting lineup has something to do with his you know mentally. At the very beginning of this game, he got elbowed in the head really hard, and then he kind of did the bonehead thing of you know elbowing the other guy directly in yeah. the chest on the way back. Yeah, he deserved uh, it, but yeah. Oh, no, oh, no, the guy absolutely deserved, deserved it. it, but you're always going to get caught doing that. And that's, by the way, that's when they started with the flagrant. That's when they, that's absolutely, that yeah. was, uh, started early with started that. started early with that. Um, yeah, no, David Jones, he he hasn't been able to find his rhythm recently. Um, and look, he's got a lot of talent, so we're sure I'm sure he'll find it. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's still a, a good very, shooter, so a great player. Very explosive. Um, he's just in a, you know, he's in a, in a funk. It happens. Yeah, it's just, um, it's just it's comes it's, out of it. It's disappointing for him. I, like, just, yeah, no. I, I'm, I'm sad for him, not no, like yeah, angry no, course, or, you know, whatever, but I'm sad for St. John. It's tough I mean, to see him struggle because he course. is such a talented player. No, 100%, you know. Um, hey, but if we could beat UConn without having him and he's, I mean, I mean, up until the last, I would say three games, he was absolutely one of our best scorers on our team. It's not a terrible sign that you know we beat number six in the country at the time. Well, it's, without it, you're one right. Of, it's a good sign without him. Basically, without him and without Mathis, right? I yeah. mean, you, you get those guys back, and yeah. all of a sudden now, absolutely. You know, I'm telling you, I think this second, this kind of rest of the season for us, it's got a bright outlook. And I'm not just saying that because we won these two games. We're starting to put it together, uh, and if we get you know Mathis back from injury and David Jones puts it back together, while all these other guys are gelling together. We could be a really deadly team because of the amount of talent we have on this team. Yep, and if Mike Anderson just keeps wearing that muscle shirt, take that's it, it off in the middle. That's By the way, we, we should like. I think he intimidated. I, I can the see the giveaways right, right now. I, I was intimidated watching on TV. We should, <laughs> we should uh, for the Villanova game at the Garden, hundred percent give out muscle T-shirts. Everybody right. just rock it. I mean, there's a lot of fans. You don't want to see muscle T-shirts, but everyone should rock the Mike Anderson muscle T-shirt to the U, to the Villanova game. I think that would be. Uh, that would be a sight to see. Muscle t-shirts and head in the Soriano headband. One, uh, one low light for Connecticut that I need to bring up because I just want to bring. We can up talk about all the low lights from Connecticut. Love talking about we always talk. Listen, let's talk about. The, I, I hate Connecticut, but <laughs> let's talk about all the low lights. Uh, Hassan Diara, who's from Queens, so that you know, obviously he wanted to do well against St. John's. Uh, there was one play where he made the steal and broke away. He was like, "Yeah, <laughs> oh, I got yeah, this yeah. dunk, man. He's gonna bro it up," and he just. Whiffs on the he just got stuffed, stuffed by the rim. Yeah. That was that I mean, was that was funny. Right I mean, before that, he made a couple big plays, and then he got stuffed by the rim, and then it's like he just kind of went and hid in the corner. I don't remember anything about him for the rest of the game. You do you yeah. do kind of feel bad when that happens to a guy, but not here because we're he rooting for St. John's, and it was and it was funny, and he earned that one. And he was getting chippy with somebody he right was. before that, so they I all was were like, right. I mean, they all were getting chippy. Was, so. that's why we had so many fouls. Yeah. All right, let's talk about our spotlight player of the week. Big week, obviously, two wins. I think there's a lot to talk about. You know, I don't think this week's a layup for Joel Soriano. I know he did a great job against Sinogo, and every week's a layup for you guys. I'm certainly not going to pick him for mine, but Craig, I'll go to you first. Who do you got? Please, please do something here. Give me a little outside-the-box thought. I have to give you Joel Soriano. Uh, it's got to be, man. He, he was he was the, the Naismith Player of the Week this week in, NCAA, in the whole NCAA. How can you not be our spotlight player? Because sometimes, Craig, you don't have to follow the pact. 
Uh, Nick, what are you? Who are you going? I would like to men- to make note that I've only voted on Soriano one time in this spotlight player of the week. Actually, maybe twice because there was a couple weeks earlier. No, he's been the spotlight player like three times. You had to have voted for at least three times. That's not true because I voted for Wusu the one week. I voted for uh, I voted for Posh the other week, and I voted for Soriano. But man, he's been a dominant force. Of course, he's we've been had eleven weeks. Player. I think Joel Soriano has been. The spotlight player of the David, week, like eight times. David Jones he's, he's was it at the beginning of the season. You're right. Too. I forgot about David. The David Jones era. Joe Soriano has like double double in basically every single game we've played listen, this I, year. It's funny. Like if people listen and think I hate Joel Soriano, but it's I I don't. Right. He's a great player. I love him very much. But uh, come on, every week it's the same thing with you guys. All right, Nick, continue your point. Continue. So I'm. So I mean, I guess I guess I'm not allowed to. But no, you can vote. I'm gonna vote for AJ Stork. Um, oh, 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 you got nothing to say. There you go, Craig. It. There you go. There you go. You Craig, got, take that. Absolutely nothing take to that. say. Take that. Nick, giving you the business. I, I mean, I'm talking right now. I know, but you, you That's got what I like to see. And you started. That's what I like listen, to see. Listen, I diversify multiple times. I, I went with Wusu when nobody else did. I went with, I've been with Bosch. I've been with David Jones. I've been with Soriano. I picked, All right, don't wave your credentials I, at me. I, I picked the, the best guy. Um, I got to go with AJ Store. I mean, he opened up our offense. It's what the people have been asking for. Give uh, the people what they want. He's been shooting, to Craig's point, he's been shooting at an amazing clip right now. Uh, I mean, he's young. He's exciting. He's he's learning a lot. He, You know, this is a this is a momentous shift, I think, right now for us at St. John's. So it's he's got to be the spotlight player of the week because the spotlight's on him. All right. Craig, who do you think I'm going to vote for? Posh. Not a bad choice. A classic Vincent pick, by the way. Uh, it's a pretty steady Vincent pick for Posh and Alexander. Uh, do I break the tie? You do whatever you want. It's got to be Joel Soriano. That guy was a Naismith Player of the Week this week. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what are we talking about? Of all the weeks, the one week where there's no dispute, it's got to be Joel Soriano. He held Sonogo so well, it led to us defeating the number six team in the nation. No doubt, Spotlight Player of the Week. Joel Soriano, he gets it by a two to one vote. Come on, Nick, what hey. are you? What are you doing? Hey, voting for AJ Store. Hey, hey, listen, yeah, there's two no, sides. It was a good coin. It was a good pick. Store, I was you it's know, a wrong, runner up. It's a wrong pick, but it, it's a valid. One. <laughs> it is the wrong pick, but it was a valid pick, and I appreciate you going outside the box there. All right, now we can look ahead to what's hopefully going to be another victory. On Friday at 7 p.m. in Madison Square Garden, first Garden game of the year uh, for us St. John's Big East season. Uh, it'll be on FS1. Villanova, not the Villanova team of old. I know they beat us pretty bad uh, to start our Big East season, but they're 9-10 and 10 at this point. They don't play anybody before they play us, so they'll remain 9-10. and 3-5 in conference, not a great start for them. Uh, they beat us, which was a good start, but the only other wins they have are both against Georgetown. Uh, they've lost every other game, and you know it looked like this team was struggling, and then they were bouncing back, and now they're struggling again. Uh, they're just kind of an up and down team, I think. Without Jay Wright to really lead them in the correct direction, it seems like they're you know going through it. You know, some day, sometimes they come out and they perform. Sometimes they show up, and and you know no one gets off the bus. Uh, so we'll have to see what team we get on Friday. They're coming off of a seventy-seven to seventy-three win against Georgetown. Uh, but they were just on a three-game losing streak. That included losses to DePaul and Butler. So this is a team that I think has a lot of question marks. So what do you guys think? I guess what kind of team do you think we get on Friday? Do we get the team that beat us pretty badly when we played them in Philadelphia? Or 
you know, is this has that team kind of gone away? And now we're facing a, uh, a you know, a rundown version of of the the Wildcats. I don't I don't know if we're going against a rundown version of the Wildcats. Well, I guess a lower end version. I mean, from from where they were at at the beginning, or I mean, when we played them, um, I don't know if they're more rundown because um, I don't think they've lost anybody. I Maybe think. not rundowns, right? What I, my my point was just a a, a not as performing I team. Think, I think I think we're playing better. I think they're probably playing where they've been at, and when we played them in particularly, we were all over the place. It was our second game in the Big East season. Uh, we we beat DePaul, but it was DePaul, and we went to go play them, and they just got you know Cam Whitmore back, and you know we weren't really maybe ready for that adjustment because we hadn't seen any film on him, um, and I think we're just playing overall better. Uh, you know AJ, AJ Store coming in, Pinzone coming in more. Curbelo coming off the bench, having basically two set lineups, I think we play uh, a much more enhanced and better version of the game we play, played at Villanova. And we were also playing in the pavilion in, in Villanova, and we played awful there. So, I think the interesting thing with this Villanova team is, look, they're a team obviously in transition. Losing Jay Wright, Hall of Fame coach, who really put Villanova um, on a path that they've never been. It took them to a higher trajectory really one of the blue bloods of college basketball. This is a transition year for them, uh, and you can see it. Um, they're 101 in the net. I mean, they're, they're that's a very low. I mean, here's the team around It's been a long time since Villanova was 101 yeah. I mean, in the net. The teams around them, just to give you context, are Tulane, Loyola Marymount, Grand Canyon, Louisiana. Wow. Um, so that's the, the company they're keeping right now. Nebraska, who we beat earlier, is almost 10 spots ahead of them in the net. right? And we were all like, oh, Nebraska, who cares about that? So you have to put that in context That's of where Villanova's at. Um, Villanova is not the Villanova of old, but but it's Villanova. It's the Garden, which means there's going to be a lot of Villanova fans. There's a lot in the area. Um, they they beat us. They beat us bad. Right. Um, they're still a very to, disciplined team. Well, well the they're thing, already the 1-0 is, against us. The thing is they're, they are a tough matchup for us because they are very disciplined, and what we try to do is speed teams up. They don't get sped up. They they're very consistent in that. That still has trickled over. Yeah. Um. So that could be a problem for us. Um. Going forward, but you know we'll see. Look, look. This is a for us. This is a game we have to win. Um. I hope the place is packed with St. John's fans and not that many Villanova fans. You know. We'll see. I mean, crossed. listen. This this is a game um, where I could see Villanova fans skipping. Right. They well, had so much success. It's the first time they've had any turmoil in what the last. Oh, 15 uh, 10, years. 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the first thing about this. You know, they're probably, they're freaking out. And really, this is like the first time they've had any struggles. Like, oh, so I woe is me. I feel so bad for you, Villanova. <laughs> oh, my I God. I can't, I can't say I'm upset for you I'm guys. I'm sure you're, I'm, you, oh, my God. How you guys sleep at night with, with having one year where you're, like, not tremendous. Must Let's hope it's more than one. Must be a rough life. <laughs> All the biggie teams are itching to get payback this year over the last, you know, for over the, what they've done over the last. Understandably years. so. I mean, listen, they've they've been a great program, but whenever you get your payback, you can get your payback. It's a it's a good Absolutely. day. It's a good day. All right, looking at some of their numbers, uh, thirty one, almost thirty two rebounds per game puts them at four hundred eleventh in the uh, in the nation. In terms of rebounding, so there's a number we can certainly, hopefully, exploit. We better watch out. Uh, also, only averaging 11.4 assists per game. That's good enough for 388th in the nation. So, pretty low numbers there. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, Caleb Daniels averaging, you know, almost 17 points a game. He played a good game against us last time. Uh, Eric Dixon as well. 
Uh, he leads the team in rebounds right now. It, it, like you said, Craig, I think they're just a scary matchup for us, uh, which is why I don't have a lot of confidence. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I say not a lot of confidence. I'm always nervous, right? I mean, last sure. time it was it was Dixon, Slater, and Daniels, all double digits, 18, 16, 13. 47% from the field is all they shot. They still came away with the victory. The 31% from three there, big circle. Right. And also, how many? T- I think part of that, the nervousness also comes, how many times have we lost to Villanova at the guard? Right. In, in Big East tournaments and all that stuff. And I think also in terms of matchup, we talk, I talked about them being disciplined, but I think Eric Dixon, to your point, Vincent, is a great point because one of the big matchup problems for them is Villanova's not very big. They don't rebound very well, as you just said. But Dixon is, uh, he can drag Soriano away from the basket and make him play on more on the perimeter on defense. For sure. And that's a problem for us because that's not where Joe Soriano ex- excels. Um, so that could, that's, that's what I'm talking about in terms of Villanova being a tough matchup for us. Some of the things they do take us out of our game and we need to impose our will um, if we're going to, you know, to win this game. But it's a game that, frankly, we, we desperately have to win. We have to win this game. This, on this is a must win. As much as Butler was a must win, this is also a must win. This is equal level to the Butler game being a must win, because we just we need to beat the teams we need to beat. And right now, Villanova is on the list of teams we need to beat. Absolutely right. We got to handle Absolutely. our business, and this is a game on paper. St. John should win, so we have to win if we want to get to where we want to get to, which is the NCAA tournament. So I think another big key to this game, opposed from the last time we played them, is is going to end up being guard play. Um, the last time we played them, Posh went, I mean, c- together, Posh, Jones, Curbelo, and Mathis went 13 for 48. Um, you're just not going to win a game like when, when four of your top four players are shooting 13 for 48. Uh, that's, that's, you know, and Pinzone wasn't even in that game too. So now, you know, we'll get Pinzone in that game who's been much more vital to our offense as of recent or since that game. Um, we'll have AJ Store in the game, who actually against them was there was our second leading scorer, as you said, and he off the bench. Um, so you know, it's really gonna. I think it's really gonna come down to our guards and how you know how well we shoot. And I think I think coming off this UConn win puts us in a better place, like you talked about. I think we're playing better, uh, and I I think particularly after that rough loss to start our Big East season, I could see us coming in as a bit of a revenge, revenge game here, saying, "All right." I know we lost that first matchup. That was a bad loss. We're back on track now. Let's show Villanova who we are. Let's get this win on Friday night in the Garden. Also, it's first game in the Garden for these guys. For AJ Store, first game in the Garden. True. Very in true. zone, yeah. hasn't played in the Garden in a long time. Uh, obviously, none of them have played in the Garden this year, but David Jones, it'll be his first game in the Garden. Carvello, his yeah. first game in the Garden, as a, as a St. John's. As a, yeah, as a, as a member. Um, but, you know, I think it's a game. And listen, Saint Madison Square Garden is a place where people step up, so I think it'll be fascinating to see how they react. Um, if AJ Store comes out and he builds on what he's had and he, you know, buys into the excitement of Madison Square Garden, he could put on a show, uh, which I think would be exciting to see. So we'll have to see uh, see what we come away with on Friday at seven against the Wildcats. That'll do it uh, for this episode for Craig and Nick. I'm Vincent. Go Johnnies. Keep chasing.